Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. We speak to a Grizz recruit. 
Another Grizz player on a prestigious list. And how about the NBA playoffs and unwritten rules in baseball? It is to tell anyone is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state. The 406 outstanding to be with you today on this very fine Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are well. And yes, I'm very considerate during these months. These are the dangerous months here. 100 degrees. Are you kidding me? Staying cool, staying safe. When it's 40 below, I trust that you know what you're doing. When it's hot like this, no one knows what to do as far as I'm concerned sweltering. Anyway, I'm in my nice air-conditioned studio. Thank you very much. I wish you the best wherever you are in trying to make a go of it on this hot day. Hopefully, we're going in the other direction soon. Uh, if you would like to call, feel free. 361-3688. 361-3688. The phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. You can also, of course, text that phone line as well. We've had some great uh, conversations from some texts that have come through over the uh, past couple of weeks since we've had that up as a text option. 3613 3688, the number there. If you would like to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can do that as well. You go to the stream. The stream is at our website, 1029ESPN.com. You can stream the show all the time. Anytime you would like to, we can stream the station anytime you'd like to, the show whenever it's on. That's the nature of being live. The stream is available. Thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Let's see what we got in the show today. First of all, we're going to start off with a bang. We're very excited to have Kellen Dietrich, a defensive end linebacker. We'll see where he fits in, but a uh, recruit to the University of Montana Grizzly football team out of Haver High School. He's going to join us just here in a couple of moments off the top of the show, so we'll look forward to talking with him. Also, Matthew O'Donnell. Donahue, one of just 20 student athletes from any level of Division I college football, FCS, or FBS to be on the special teams All-American watch list. A major, major recognition for him. So we'll discuss that a little bit as well as some other recruiting stuff here. Also in this first hour, Susan Tower. She's the executive director of the Missoula, excuse me, the Montana Education Foundation. They are going to have uh, their uh, uh, golf scramble coming up a month from today. So she'll join us to talk about that. Next hour, we'll get into some NBA stuff. I want to talk about legitimacy in these playoffs and whether they're being called into question here early already in the first two days of the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, and uh, bringing in, yes, even a little bit of hockey to highlight the point here. Also some questions about college football. Also the unwritten rules of baseball and where we're at there. And a major, major donation to the University of Montana softball team made yesterday. So we will uh, cover all of that and more uh, here in the show. So thanks for being with us. Coulter, hi, how are you? Nice to be with you wonderful good great hot yeah well you know we'll try and figure it out here now listen we're gonna get into how miserable we are you know this hard life we've got of just hard work just salt mine hard rock mine and dig- ditch digging that we do here on the radio every day my delicate features they can only barely handle this amount of effort as i sit with my feet propped up in my air-conditioned room maybe football isn't for me but it is for our next guest we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, and we start right off the top of the show with Kellen Dietrich. Kellen, a uh, Haver High School football player, outstanding football player there on the High Line Committee to the University of Montana Grizzlies, and he joins us now uh, on the phone. Kellen, hi, how are you? Thanks for being here. I'm doing great. Um, just appreciate appreciative to have you have me on the show. Thank Absolutely, you. man. Well, we're happy to have you on here. We appreciate you taking the time out and, and joining us here in the summer. Now, where are you right now? It's, you know, we're in the middle of the summer. The school isn't really in session yet. What are you up to? 
I'm just right now. I'm inside my air conditioned house, getting ready for film. Not um, bad. Here, here in an hour, or so it's too damn hot to be outside. It isn't that the right. truth. I mean, what do you do? A waste yes, of your sir. lives outside right now. Go watch some film. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sit in the AC. That's yes, when sir. you can think, man. If it's over eighty-five, you can't even retain anything in the film study, right? You got to have the AC on. Oh yeah, AC is a must right now. Kellen, hey, Coulter Nuadas, I'm the one that's been uh, texting with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, man. Have you guys dove into fall camp yet? Yes, sir, we have. We actually just had our practice uh, this morning, our first practice with Pat, so it was pretty fun. We got after it. It was a good practice. What's the weather like right now up on the high line? Oh, 100 degrees right now, actually. (laughs) Brutal, man. That's the thing. I mean, the high line, people always talk about how cold it gets in the winter. (laughs) It gets equally as hot in the summer, right? I mean, you're saying 100 degree days all the time. You know, yeah, pretty soon in a couple months, it'll be be, uh, 20 degrees. It's crazy. Kellen, it's it's interesting right now where we understand everything that's going on nationally and with football, obviously the Big Sky Conference being moved back and, and, and even now the you know NAIA, the Montana schools at that level not playing football this fall. Have you considered the fact that, that high school football in the state of Montana, depending on how it all shakes out, I know that the NFL is still, you know, has plans to go forward with it, maybe a couple of the bigger FBS problems, but it's going to be one of the very few levels of football that's actually taking place at least as it stands right now in the fall do you think about that stuff at all is that like is that is that interesting is that bizarre to you or does it not really even matter yeah i think it's pretty awesome i mean i mean hopefully we still get to play that's still up in the air but if we get to play and we're the only football that's being played that's going to be pretty incredible that means we're going to have people all around the world being tuned into montana football so that'd be that'd be pretty awesome Uncertain times, to be sure, for everybody. But as somebody that has been on the recruiting radar and had college football dreams and, and all that, like you have, what's it been like trying to keep yourself focused? I mean, you got you got to keep grinding. You got to get ready for either this season or you know your your future, your upcoming uh, collegiate career, or both. Uh, what's the thought process been like? How have you kept yourself motivated these last several months? I just. Well, I've just been trying to be the best me I can be. You know, my dad's helped me a lot with the motivation part, and he's got me into workouts, field stuff, especially in the off season. He's just been pushing me, and uh, I'm extremely grateful for him. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your dad, because I, I think that, uh, you know, it's funny, Montana's a small state, and everybody, it's a small state in population, huge state in geography. But um, I, I talked to so one of my, one of my buddies, uh, a fellow sports writer, he actually played football at Montana State Northern, and he said, hey, I think that kid that just committed to the Grizz, I think his dad was uh, playing for Northern when I was playing for Northern. So did your dad play college football up there in Haver? Yeah, he did. He um, he played up here for four years, and he's actually the sack record holder up here. So he, he was a stud. Well, you mentioned him working you out. That obviously has had a huge influence in your life. What, what sort of things has he taught you both just about the game of football, but also just about – you know, what it's like to try to get recruited and, and you know, try to give yourself an opportunity at the next level. Well, I, I think he did a lot with my work ethic. He really taught me how to work hard and really how to dedicate myself to the game of football or whatever I'm pursuing with my life and just always do it with 100% effort. And cause that's how he attacks the day, and I just try to mirror him. Kellen Dietrich joining us. He's a defensive end, a linebacker at Haver High School. 6'3", 215 as it stands right now. Probably 6'8", 310 coming out of his senior year coming up right here. Expect, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of game. No, that's, I mean, that's that's amazing. Have you, I mean, 
Have you thought about this, okay, how fortunate you are? How many of us little guys sit here and go, man, 6'3", 215 as a junior going into your senior in high school? I'll take that all day long. I mean, that's pretty great, right? Yeah, it is, but I, I've been trying to put some weight on, you know, because don't want to go into college football being 215. So well, I've been trying to put some weight on. I mean, very grateful for what I, what I was uh, able to the weight I was able to get as a junior. Let's talk about uh, going into to, to college and going to the University of Montana. What was the recruiting process like for you? Because you're you're uh, a, a great football player up there in Haver, and there's a lot of history out of Haver and guys that have you know gone on to play Division One college football, uh, you know, from the Blue Ponies. So, what was that process like for you, and what ultimately led to your decision to go to the University of Montana? Man, the recruiting process is one of a kind. I mean, I can't really describe it. It's a lot of lot of stuff, a lot of talking to coaches. You're always busy doing a lot of stuff. But, you know, Missoula, I've, I love the town of Missoula, and I've always loved the Grizz. When I went there to my first game when I was little, and still remember every part of it, you know, cheering, and, you know, my family was there. It was, it was awesome, and you just can't beat a Montana football game, and, you know, and I've always wanted to be a Grizz, especially, you know, watching the great Mark Mariani the guy from Haver play up there. He's a, he's an idol for me and big mentor. And, you know, having him give me those tweets that he gave me meant a lot to me. And he's just a great guy. And I just want to have at least half the success he had. Cause I'll be extremely grateful if I can get that. You know, I know we're, we're a long ways out from this. You got your senior year at Haver to play. And then, you know, you go to the UM and maybe your red shirt. We'll see kind of how that works. But, such a unique defense, right, that Bobby Houck has brought to to the Big Sky Conference from, from San Diego State. Do you look at that and, and look at yourself and what you like to do and go, man, that is a system that I feel like I could really thrive in. Is that part of the draw for you on this? Yeah, part of the defense for sure. I mean, I just can't wait. You know, I kind of – I just want to play football. And wherever I can fit in on the defensive side for UM would be uh, – That'd be great. You know, I'd, I'd do whatever. I'm willing to do whatever as long as I can get on the field and be able to help the team, you know. I've been covering the big sky. This, this will be the uh, the 14th year, I guess, if there would have been a season in the fall, in the 14th fall, uh, but in the spring or whenever the next season might come. I've been covering it for a while, but I've never seen anybody from Montana, or at least it's been a long time, especially from somebody from the high line, getting recruited by big sky schools that aren't Montana, Montana State, and Eastern Washington. You had offers from Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it's been a long time since NAU was dipping into Haver, Montana to try to recruit some guys. So how did that whole process work? How did those guys kind of land on you? And, and what was that recruiting like from some of the other big sky schools that maybe don't recruit in Montana a ton? Yeah, those guys up there, they uh, reached out to me via Twitter. And uh, with them, it was a lot of FaceTime. I did a couple virtual tours with them. And, I mean, it was just pretty sweet having out-of-state, those out-of-state guys kind of contact you and did some phone calls with them. And, I mean, overall, it just ended up being UM all the way. I kind of knew I was going to choose UM as soon as they offered me, you know, as soon as I sat down and really thought about it. It doesn't get better than UM. I mean, fan base is incredible. and can't wait to jump in the boat and be a part of the team. I know you had the Montana offer, and like you said, you thought about it for a little while, but then... Montana State was actually the last Big Sky school to offer you before you committed to the Grizz. Were you just waiting for that Bobcat offer before you pulled the trigger with Montana? <laughs> no, uh, not necessarily. I, I kind of had a week date of when I was going to make my decision, and 
they just happened to do it uh, at that during that time. But yeah, I, I was waiting for them. I I don't really know what took them so long, but uh, they would have been in competition if they would have offered me earlier. But I just I knew it was UOM, kind of like I said. Well, you're the second Haver Blue Pony you've had on the show uh, just in the last couple of weeks. We had Kendall right. Keller as our senior spotlight a couple of weeks ago. Montana Gatorade Player of the Year was coming down here to play for the Lady Grizz. So that's got to be kind of cool for you. Somebody that you know, somebody that uh, you went to high school with, mm-hmm. grew up with, that both coming to Missoula. Have you guys had conversations about uh, your next chapter together? Yeah, um, we're just we're super excited. I mean, to go down there and have someone close to you like that and just help me out around the campus and I mean, she'll have a lot to help me out with because it's a big campus. So um, she's going to go down there and figure it out for me and show me the ropes. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Kellen Dietrich joining us, uh, plays football at Havre. He's headed into his senior season there, commit, commit to the University of Montana. And I want to get back to that senior season, though, because, you know, you've you've had this recruiting process that happens kind of do, during your junior year when you're in a position like you were and being heavily recruited. Now that you've made your commitment, said and done in terms of, you know, you're, you're comfortable and confident where you're going, how excited are you to be able to lock in for just a senior year of football, have only that to worry about, and, and hopefully it goes forward, you know, without a hitch and, and, and you can go play that senior year? What do you, what do you want to get out of this season? I'm extremely excited to be able to play football this year. I mean, you know, taking that weight off my back, finally being able to commit and, uh, you know, just now I can just focus on being the best blue pony. And uh, that's what I was focusing on. I I worked really hard this offseason. And, uh, you know, we're as a team, we're trying to accomplish, be the best, you know, how it is every year. We want to be state champs. That's the goal for this year. And individually, my goal is to be, best player in Montana. I want to be Gatorade player of the year this year. That's the only goal for me individually. Class A, the postseason just got a revision. And Class A, I've always thought, has been probably the hardest division in Montana to make the playoffs yeah. because just mm-hmm. because of the percentage of the teams that exist in the state compared to the ones that go to the playoffs. And now it goes from 12 teams to 18, so the percentage is lowered even more. What do you think of just the way that it is and how competitive this is going to be? And how does that motivate you, knowing that you're going to have to be one of the top four teams on your side of the state to be able to go to the playoffs? Yeah, it's uh, that's a big change for us because uh, we we made it semifinals last year. But it's a big change, you know, dropping down, dropping that down four teams. So that just means we got to work extra harder. Can't take any plays off and just grind, grind in practice, grind in the games, just win as many games as we can and hopefully make it to the postseason and then state championship. Just playing for Haver in your neck of the woods, the way that the towns on the high line have changed, Haver is now by far the biggest one, and a lot of the other towns on the high line have gone down to Class B, Class C. Who do you guys consider your rivals, and what's it like playing in Haver when you do have a long trip pretty much no matter who you play? Our rivals, um, I'd say it's definitely the Lewistown Eagles and uh, Park Rangers, but you know, yeah, it's it's a struggle whenever you know whenever we have to go on a trip. Like this is 
this year will be the fourth year in a row we uh, will have to go to Sydney, Montana, which is all the way across the state for us. How far is that bus? So, I mean, yeah, uh, five five hours or so, I think. And then Glendive is, I think it's five and a half to Sydney, and Glendive's five. So we got to go to both of those this year. It's nice that you can drive the bus 100 miles an hour, though. You know, that's the game. game. <laughs> yeah. it'd, 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 be, it'd be 10 hours anywhere else in the country, for crying out mm-hmm. loud. Good, go yeah, our bus school. drivers don't mess around. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's going to stay on the way there, right? Well, uh, how about that transition? Uh-huh. I mean, what, what are you most excited about coming to Missoula? I mean, you mentioned the games and the football program, but how about just campus and, and getting a new experience? Because you're still going to be in Montana, great Montana people around you, but Missoula is a lot different than Haver. So what are you most looking forward to just about the town and the campus? I'm looking forward to the people because the people are extremely nice. I'm also looking forward. I heard they got, and I'm a big fisherman, and I heard they got uh, – pretty good fishing up there so it's going to be a big change for me coming from small town to have a population of nine thousand people to big missoula but i think i think i can adapt just fine what are your thoughts about coming to play for bobby Houks? i know that coach Houks' return has obviously been huge news in the state of montana and now he's got a rolling had the grizz back in the final eight of the playoffs a year ago won 10 games so first of all did you have any recollection of, of coach Houck? when you were a, a little kid with his first time around here? And, and what do you think of overall the, the program that he's trying to bring back here at the University of Montana? Well, no, I didn't I didn't really uh, have any recollection of him when I was a little kid, you know, because I wasn't really that much into it. But, you know, he's doing a great job with what he's doing up there at U of M. And he had a big – he was one of the big reasons why I decided to go there. And he's just a great coach, and I love his enthusiasm. I love the way he coaches football, and I can't wait to – can't wait to be one of his players and very excited to play under him and I love I just love how hyped he is and how excited he is for their players when when they do well and you know that's the type of guy you want to play for right there well speaking of hype I don't know if there's anybody that has more hype in within him than Barry Sachs he might be the funniest coach in the whole entire <laughs> yeah, country sure. to watch on the sidelines <laughs> the guy has energy pouring out of his ears but I mean you mentioned that you love playing for guys that get you hyped up what sort of thoughts of, or conversations have you had with coach Sachs and, and maybe where he sees you fitting in the Grizz defense oh god I love coach Sachs he is he is my favorite you know he was the one that recruited me done most of the, the recruiting with me and we talk every week on the cell phone and seems like every time we we talk we're doing mostly we're we're only laughing we're not doing much talking we're doing a whole lot of laughing you know he's a great guy got a great personality and he he i mean he's coached uh plenty of great dns he sent dns to the nfl he he coaches i think he's coached four or five of the leading sack leaders at a couple of schools that he's coached at which is incredible you know he's just a, he knows the game he knows especially defensive line and uh He's obviously he's just a really good coach, and I love the way he coaches. And you know, I've heard stories about him and and uh, what he does to get the guys hyped up, and that just gets me hyped up. You know, hearing those stories, so I can't wait to play for him. And just very excited. Well, for crying out loud, the man's last name is Sachs. He better be able to get after the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Also, you better get ready for some teriyaki chicken and rice, my friend, because that is a staple of Coach Sachs, uh, you know, meals. And if you're going to be, you know, uh, uh, on the line or in his group, you better you better figure out some dobies right quick, okay? So we'll introduce you to that when you get to town. We'll, we'll see. I'm not much of a spicy guy, but might have to be. Well, Kel, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, it seems to me like 
this has been something you've been dreaming about for a long time. So when you did make that phone call and commit to the Grizz, what was that moment like? What that mean to you? God, it meant everything to me. I just had so many emotions going through my mind. My whole family was here when I made the call, which made it even better. Um, I had just so many emotions. I was just happy, and, and you know, I was just proud of myself, kind of for a second. But then, you know, a couple hours afterwards, I told myself I haven't done anything yet. That was my mindset. I haven't done anything yet. I still have plenty. I still have lots to do. So I just got back to work, and you know, because I still got lots to do and lots more to accomplish. Well, Kellen, we appreciate you so much for being with us. We wish you the absolute best in this your senior year uh, up there at Haver, and then we'll certainly look forward uh, to uh, to you being a Montana Grizzly and tracking you when you're in Missoula and, uh, and playing at the UM, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to do a phone call with me. You got it. We're happy to do it. I mean, it is our job not to be a jerk about it, but we're getting paid, you know, so it's all good. But we're we're really happy to have you, man. We really appreciate it, all right? Yes, sir. Kellen Dietrich, boys and girls. I mean, that. what more do you want than that right there, Colt? Are you kidding me? This kid comes on here and he's – I mean, that was let's, – let's just say this, okay? Not everybody in high school, you know, has done a whole lot of interviews, all right? We just dropped 20 minutes on Kellen Dietrich with no intention of going any particular length of time, and he's just got it. He's ready to go. And you, you, you just get the sense like, yeah, that's a Montana Grizzly football player right there, <laughs> right? right? I mean, right. don't you get that impression when you talk to him? That's right, totally. Well, I think that um, it's one thing I've always really been impressed with with the in-state kids, too, is just the, the fact is that I think that one of the things that young people struggle with the most in their lives is finding direction, finding goals, finding what they want to do. I mean, how many people do you know when they're in their teenage years, what do I want to do? What, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with my life? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Somebody help me. Somebody tell me what I should do. But the thing that's so cool about guys that have the singular pursuit that is college football in a state like Montana is you can identify a goal when you're a kid and then chase that goal. Does it come true for everybody? No, there's hundreds if not thousands of kids across the state of Montana that grow up wanting to play Bob, Bobcat or Grizz football. But for the ones that it does happen for, it is truly this amazing moment. And you know, I, th- I think that a lot of times, no matter how dominant of an athlete you are, and make no mistake, Kellen Dietrich has absolutely dominated Class A in both football and basketball the last couple of years. Sometimes... You know you can do it, but you don't really know that it could come true for you until it does. Yeah, And that's why when these kids really do say this was absolutely a dream come true, it meant everything to me. It's true. That's awesome. It's an awesome moment. And it's it, To me, it's the biggest difference between in-state and out-of-state guys. And that's not to demean the out-of-state guys at all. But a lot of times when you're coming from a huge you know, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Seattle, you rise to the top of your age group so early on. And so then you just kind of know that it's D1 or bust. You don't know where. A lot of times it's a relief that you get to go to Montana or Montana State rather than the affirmation of a lifetime goal. And that's a distinctly mm. different dynamic. It can be yeah. motivating on either side. It can. But I just think that th- there's a very, very unique thing about guys that grow up in Montana dreaming to play for the two in-state Big Sky Conference schools and then the way that that influences their lives both leading up to high school, during high school, and then into college. You know, I think you make a good point, too, about the – the the goal the goal setting in one sense but the dream that but but a dream that you're in pursuit of not merely a dream that you have that's sort of out there in the ether but something that you're you're actively going after and 
there's some kids that have that are that are supremely talented in in say the world of science or the world of music or something like that. And as they're going through high school, uh, middle high school, whatever, they they recognize those gifts. They're affirmed in those things, and they're on a path to pursue something like that. Sports also brings that. And even if sports isn't the thing either as an athlete or maybe an athlete and then a coach or something like that that becomes the quote-unquote career or whatever it is that you go to. There's something that's so beneficial, right, about being on a path that is directed somewhere. And then you gather all the other things that go with it. I mean, a a guy like Kellen is going to come to the University of Montana with everything in the world directed at football and then thereby – the education that's going to come with it, the experience of being at the university, the experience of being in a new town, in a major metropolis. And you've got no idea what he's going to, what's going to come along with that and what things are going to, you know, that he's going to come in contact with and grow from and learn about and, you know, all of that stuff. And that's the stuff that excites me. But it's the it's the path of football that's getting him to that point. You know what I mean? And and there's a lot of different paths. It doesn't have to be sports. We're on ESPN Radio. That's what we talk about. But that that's something. That, there's a lot of kids, man, you know as well as I, in high school and college and adults that are just sort of adrift because they're not really, you, you know, I'm not saying everybody's got to have just one path and a goal that they're beating the door down on. Believe me, I'm the last person that would sit here and say, you know, that that's the only way to get it done. But if you're not about something, you know, then, then you know, it, it, it all sort of becomes rote and boring at some level. And I've experienced some of that, too. So I'm, I'm excited for him because you can sense that, right? That enthusiasm. It's, a, it's, it's contagious. Uh, you struck a chord with me here because this has been something that I've thought about so much. And one of the evolutions of higher education that has driven me crazy we see it in Montana, but we've seen it across the country too, is that the value of the starting salary of the degree you require has become of the utmost importance for kids when they're choosing a college. And on one hand, I agree with that. I mean, it's basic economics. If you're going to leverage debt as student loans, which the vast majority of people have to do because higher education is so expensive, then going and getting a $20,000 a year job is going to really hurt you. It's going to be hard for you to then surmount the $50,000 worth of debt that you accumulate. It's going to take you forever, and you're setting yourself back. So I totally understand why kids would want to go pursue sure. civil engineering or architecture. And a lot of people do have a passion for it as well. But to me, the part that's been lost about what college is, what a university campus can bring to your life, is the vibrance of of what it means for you becoming a whole and critically thinking human. Mm. And this is your this is your ad, University of Montana. It's never about been about the education at the University of Montana. I bet you guys that even really I mean, it's never been, been about the degree. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's been about the education you receive that's a holistic education. Right, right. Not just the English class you take, not just the business class you take, the holistic education that you experience because at one moment Missoula was such a um, a town filled with such discourse, such mystique, such wonder people that can help you grow in every avenue of your life, not just academically. And you could talk to guys from across decades, across generations, guys that have risen to CEO roles at some of the biggest corporations in the world. And they would tell you the number one thing I learned at the University of Montana had nothing to do with stats or accounting. It had to do with learning how to talk to and connect with people. That's what this school used to, that's all it was about. All my friends 
We all talk about what do we gain from the University of Montana? More than any other thing, we gain this amazing network where we can just have guys that are across the country having success. And I think it still exists to a certain extent, but I hope that the school gets back to that. And that's what I hope and wish that the football team can provide as well. It is the front porch of the university, and I hope that it can lead to people wanting to come here for more than just the starting salary you're going to get, for the holistic experience you can have at the University of Montana. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick break. On the other side, we'll hear about the list that Matthew O'Donohue, the long snapper for the Montana Grizzlies, landed on. It is a prestigious one. And also, a little bit more recruiting. Coulter has questions. I will answer him. I am the expert. Next. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. It has recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, on Twitter, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. You can go follow along in the Twitter sphere if you so choose. We'll be happy to have you there. Coming up in about 15 minutes from now, Susan Tower. She is the executive director of the Missoula Education Foundation. We look forward to talking with her about what the foundation is and the scramble they got coming up. But, uh, Coulter, a couple of things. One, just a piece of news, and then I know you had a couple recruiting questions you you didn't know the answers to, so you figured you'd ask me, so I thought I might help you out with that a little bit. Uh, but Montana sen- Senior Long Slap... Uh, long, long Snapper. Let me just work on this a little bit. He's the man who hikes the ball. Uh, Matthew O'Donohue. One of just 20 student-athletes from the FCS or FBS. This is all of Division One college football, regardless of level, conference, etc., to make the special teams U All-American watch list. That is a big, big deal. You're talking about 20 kids that make this special teams uh, All-American watch list. He had 144 long snaps as a junior this past season. You know many registered as bad snaps? Zero. Zero. 144 and 0 is how you say that when you're doing your job. Isn't this the, the thing that Madden was just screaming about for two decades on our television? Teach your kid to be a long snapper. They'll be in the NFL for two decades. On and on. Anyway, O'Donohue 
getting it done. Congratulations to him. And to be on this list, honestly, the, we know about the preseason stuff, and it's a lot of it's a grain of salt in that. If you're one of 20 at every level to make a list like this, he's also uh, was on the, the Phil Steele uh, list, you all of a sudden register at the NFL level, right? Like people are now watching you that wouldn't have been watched watching you before and we sit here and we go you know well if you're good enough the nfl will find you and all that well you know there's some truth to that but also depending on where you play what level you play at you need some help you need a little bit of boost because here's the difference four or five scouts will see you play but if 20 scouts see you play you just increase by four or five fold the number of eyeballs that are influential and maybe have a need at the skills with the skill level that you bring to the team uh, to to find your way to a job, to a professional job in the field of football. And so, uh, especially in an instance like this, I think for that reason, if nothing else, it's important and certainly a great recognition. So congratulations to him. Well-deserved to uh, Matthew O'Donoghue. We always talk about the, uh, the ins and outs of college football, the evolution of a roster, what are the biggest storylines in terms of the toughest positions to replace yeah we've talked extensively how do you for the grizzlies how do you replace dalton state how do you replace dante olsen well next year the job to replace matthew o'donohue probably won't get nearly the headlines of the job to replace sammy akemer samari torre is going to get but it's going to be perhaps the hardest one to replace because the kid has been lights out i mean he's been absolutely tremendous and you know you have to wonder he was brought in by Bob Stitzstaff, and he's been he's been um, the starting long snapper here for for all four years, or it will be four years when he starts this year. But if you observe him and watch him, he's taken the, definitely the extra the next step under this staff, and you wonder uh, how much of that has been just this priority that Bobby Howick and his staff places on special teams. But O'Donoghue deserves a ton of credit because. Uh, as far as doing your job, he does his job about as well as anybody, not only on the Grizzlies but in the in the conference and in the country one of the the best compliments i can pay him as a long snapper is that i think that even right now prior to you know us talking about this news, i think a lot of people even grizz fans got no idea who this guy is and you know why it's because if you score a touchdown and you do something great people recognize you you throw a great pass people see you and they recognize you if you're a long snapper they only recognize you if you mess it up you know what i mean that's the only time if you do what you're supposed to do you're like, well, yeah, I mean, the snap got back there. But to be perfect for an entire season, that is so very impressive. All the different elements that you deal with, punts, different lengths, field goals, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the fact that people don't know who he is might be the greatest thing about what it, to prove how good he has been because there's never been like, well, there's that one that O'Donohue just scribbled back there, you know? Never happens. It's always on target. Ready to go. So, uh, congratulations to him. It is funny too covering when you cover a beat and you're like in in depth and analyzing every single different personnel change and battle and all that. You're right. The best long snappers don't get much notice. I think that both Montana schools have done a pretty good job of identifying specialist long snappers that they that they use scholarship money on because having that position solidified is a great thing. But the long snapper, who he is, what he does, never really becomes a story unless, A, the errors, or B, injuries. Because you can't go get a free agent off the street like you can in the NFL, right? Right. And so I remember a couple years ago at Montana State, they had a long snapper get hurt. 
They don't have everybody else. So they're like, who snapped in high school? What are we going to do here? They're trying to teach. I remember they're trying to teach Austin Barth, the the tight end, how to snap. I mean, he he had snapping ability, but they're trying to get it to a college level. And then all of a sudden, you know, who, who's the biggest head cases on a football team? The kickers and the punters. And so then all of a sudden when the dude, if it's not 100%, then all of a sudden you're thinking about it. Laces in, laces out, what are we doing? And then all of a sudden it becomes a huge storyline because the punting game is not as good, the kicking game is not as good. So to have stability uh, is a pretty darn good thing. And he's pretty good at covering kicks and punts too. And yeah. I think that's an underrated part of O'Donoghue's game. Uh, all right, Coulter, you got questions, I got answers. Here we go. A little bit of recruiting that you wanted to talk about well, here. I had, I had a thought the other day, and I think we could hash this out a little bit more as well, but Kellen Dietrich from Haver, Montana, who just joined our show first yeah. segment. If you missed it, 1029ESPN.com or on your podcast platforms later on this evening. He was talking about the influence his dad had on him. And uh, his dad played at Montana State Northern, so he's got a football background. I think his dad actually even coached at Montana State Northern for a brief uh, time as well and probably likely has been involved in football, particularly in mentoring his own son, but probably others as well, living up on the high line. And uh, the big news yesterday was Kenneth Iden coming to Montana, committing to Montana State. Well, his mm-hmm. dad played offensive line for the Bobcats back in the early 1990s. Right now the number one recruit left on the board for in-state guys is Dylan Rollins. His dad played for Montana State back in the 90s. And I think it's fascinating because I think you can have a both a analysis of the impact of sports, but also a sociological and economic analysis of the way that both Missoula and Bozeman have grown over the last 30 to 35 years. Because make no mistake, college football has always been popular in Montana, but it's really risen to a level of much higher visibility and obsession since the Division I AA level was established. And that's gone hand-in-hand with the growth of the campuses at both Montana and Montana State, as well as the towns of Missoula and Bozeman. So you have the Cats win the national title in 1984. Then you have the epic Grizz run from 95 all the way through 2009. But what it's done is made football more and more and more popular, instilled this dream in more and more and more kids around the state. But also, because of the reputation that you can establish as a football player at these two schools, it's caused for great life opportunities for guys after they graduate, oftentimes in the town that they went to college in. So then all of a sudden you have way more guys sticking around. And it's like I was talking to uh, an administrator of Montana State earlier, and he was saying, you know, hey, I know that Montana State was not very good at football in the late 80s to early 90s, the Earl Salmonson and early Cliff Heisel days. But he said, look at our roster now. So many of the guys that played for those guys – are guys that make up our roster. We've had multiple D'Agostinos come and play for the Bobcats. You know, got Cy Ryan's kid is coming to play for the Bobcats. Multiple, you know, Kenneth Iden's son. Now Kenneth Iden the fourth is coming to play for the Cats. Yeah. And on the Grizz side, you see it across the board as well. I mean, Jace Klushwich's dad played sure. uh, at Montana. So I just think, what, I mean, what do you think of this? The, we've gotten to the point now where those guys who are part of the early uh, explosion of popularity now are old enough to have kids that play mm-hmm. college football, and I think it's going to have a huge impact on recruiting going forward. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a really good thought. I mean, the idea of you know football players begetting football players is not particularly new, but to your point, a lot of guys that ha- you know a lot of kids who played for the Cast and the Grizz in the eighties, the nineties, if they had a dad who played football, it often wasn't for those schools. It may have been somewhere else or just maybe not at all. And I mean, the the, the rise of college football in general, I mean, college football as an entity 
was the original professional sport, right, in the United – well, Major League Baseball, okay, certainly. But but college football was such a bigger deal, right, at one stage for, for, for decades than the NFL and the NBA or ABA or any of that. But also it was limited. It was Notre Dame and it was Michigan and it was a few others. You're not talking about, you know – 300 Division One football teams or whatever we got right now. That's 245, but yeah. Crazy to even, you know, it was it was a handful of these, you know, old prest- prestigious, old world, old, old America world schools and institutions that had football teams associated with it. So the explosion, the proliferation of Division One football is a relatively recent phenomenon, even though the, the you know the entity as such has been around a very long time, relatively speaking. And so you don't have the history, even though the, the Cat Grizz game is 122 years old or whatever we're at right now, mm-hmm. It has it has had many iterations of eras that it has existed certainly, within, certainly. and the modern era is new, relatively speaking. Totally, right? I mean, sixties, maybe seventies before you really start getting. And we know the Big Sky Conference not till the late seventies even. So you're right. I mean, I think this is this is relatively new to think about the children of ingrained Cat and Grizz families who were players. You know, uh, uh, you know, having those kids continue in that lineage is is something that is is really, and you see it in in other sports as well. I mean, basketball, sure. men's and women's basketball, you're getting it as well. Totally, I and mean, you look at it from the national lens as well. And, and the thing that's I think been the most positive and wa- uh, wide sweeping change on the national level is that although you could make the claim that college football began began to become integrated in the mid-50s to early 60s, there was so not many really. schools and so many yeah. conferences that were not allowed. They would have one African-American guy on their entire team, you right. know? Uh, two black guys, maybe. You know, not. It wasn't an open opportunity for everybody. Certainly, yes. And now, what, that there was a huge tipping point in the 80s, and I think the Miami Hurricanes in the late 80s and early 90s really sent off, you know, minority opportunities became such a huge thing in college football. And now we're to the point now where it's coming full circle with on the big time level. Now you see, you know, Deion Sanders kids committing places and there's right, all these big time right, athletes, right. guys that play in the NFL, guys that play big time college football, where their sons are going is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been another positive change because now we're, we, we, so much of the opportunity to play division one football is just having the knowledge of how to go about it. No doubt. It, it gives you just such a, a huge uh, chance when you know how to pursue a goal. And I think that we're seeing it across the board, across the country. It's two tell new on us, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a break on the other side. Susan Tower, she's the executive director of Missoula Education Foundation, a great organization. She'll tell you all about it and about the golf scramble they got coming up this year. Is unique in so very many ways, unique to put it nicely, uh, and especially the educational level uh, here in uh, in Western Montana, certainly everywhere, but Western Montana, where we are and where she's working. So uh, she'll tell us all about it right after this. Kurtz Polaris. They're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. They're at Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up. In fact, it's downright hot. So get outside. Get up in the mountains. A little cooler air up there. Get on the lakes. Best of all, they got off-roading equipment. Two wheels, Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes. Four wheels, Rangers, Razors, Generals. A whole set of side-by-sides for you, your family, to play and work in. 
And then they also got Crest Pontoon Boats. Oh, yes, Kurtz Polaris now carrying the top-of-the-line pontoon boats you're going to find anywhere, the Crest Pontoon Boats. Go check them out. They also have a website, kurtzpolaris.com. You go on there, you can see everything they got, new and used inventory, see everything that you need to see, and then go in and pick out the one you want. Also, if you already got you know, the toys that you want to get, all the accessories, all the gear that go with it, and the service department to make it all run well, you get it at Kurtz Polaris. Summer, the way you always envision with Kurtz. Again, online, kurtzpolaris.com. At Blacklit Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, By the way, some quick scores for you. The Orlando Magic, the eighth seed in the East, winning game one over the Milwaukee Bucks, 122-110. And just going final, the Miami Heat. In a game that was close for a long time, end up winning by a dozen, 113-101 over Indiana. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they're up early over Houston, 8-6, 7-15 left to go in the first quarter. When we are done here, we will send you out to the bubble for uh, the rest of the Thunder Rockets game. All right, sound good? I hope it sounds good. Well, we go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we are very happy to welcome in the executive director of the Missoula Education Foundation, Susan Tower with us. Susan, thank you so much for being with us. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, we're very happy to have you here. We're excited about all that you got going on. We know there's a golf scramble coming up on the uh, 18th of September at the Country Club, which Coulter and I are scramble veterans at this point. We love going to the scrambles and the fundraisers (laughs) and doing all that. But before we get into this one specifically and what what you're going to have there, because I know it's going to be a ton of fun, some great stuff there. Let's talk about the Missoula Education Foundation for a moment. It's been around for quite a while like since 2007 13 years or so but what is the MEF and what are you what do you try to do there uh, the Missoula Education Foundation uh, was created in 2007 as an initiative of um, some community members who were passionate about public schools and the uh, the board of trustees for the school district and um, it, our purpose our mission is to help raise funds for the public school district here in Missoula, so that's Missoula County Public Schools, and we use our funds to support student learning, foster teacher creativity, um, and we do that by offering scholarships to graduating seniors, we offer classroom grants to teachers, uh, we have a really vibrant um, educator of the year program, you know, you probably saw our billboard last summer about that, um, and so we really are doing what we can to enhance our public school district here in Missoula. 
Yeah, that, that's really awesome. And, you know, it's interesting. My brother is an elementary school teacher here in town. And I didn't Aww. realize, you know, until he started, uh, you know, his work as, as a full-time teacher, kind of how much falls to the teacher, the individual particularly for things mm-hmm. like the classroom. I mean, if you want to have stuff on the walls, right. if you want to have things that are sort of interactive and kind of uh, make it a, a nice learning sort of atmosphere, a lot of that is on the teachers, both in terms of the, the work to put it together, but also the finances to sort mm-hmm. of build that stuff. So you help with that as well. Absolutely. We we support all kinds of different projects um, for teachers in the district. Um, so some things as... Um, like arts and crafts type projects to support math learning and geometry learning for students, flexible seating. We have supported several uh, projects over the years out at Big Sky for their ag program. We have supported several music related projects for music teachers in the district. Um, We helped purchase uh, new mouthpieces for the band instruments at Sentinel several years ago. Um, Sheet music for choir teachers, just kind of all over the map. It's, um, maybe new a new book for a foreign language class to read and learn from. So it's just we we're all over. Uh, we support projects all over the district. Educators, teachers, obviously worthwhile to support at any time. But I, th- I feel like coming mm-hmm. into this upcoming school year, probably the most difficult school year any of these teachers have prepared for. Or I shouldn't say maybe difficult, but but certainly challenging, atypical. Of course. How important do you yeah, think it is absolutely. to support these people right now? I think it's more important now than ever before. Um, the finish line keeps moving and uh, contingency plans are being made for contingency plans even. Um, and... I know that we have amazing teachers and uh, district personnel, and they will do everything they can to ensure that we have safe learning environments for our students, but uh, but they could use our support now, obviously more than ever, to continue to give students a wonderful educational experience and um, and be able to, to work in the field that they're passionate about, which is educating our, our children. Uh, you can go find out about all the great work that the MEF does online at MissoulaEdFoundation.org, MissoulaEdFoundation.org, and that is also uh, one of the places you can find out about and sign up for the scramble that is coming up because, you know, what's better than helping people out? It's helping people out while you're having a good time yourself. Am I right about that? And so uh, this uh, month from today, in fact, the 18th of September out of the uh, Missoula Country Club uh, is going to be uh, the, the first scramble right this is the first sort of fundraiser of this sort for MEF how did this come about and especially out there at the country club a great great course to play at it's a wonderful course to play at we've had a a long-standing relationship with members of the country club some of them have served on our board of directors um, and most of uh, most of them have also had students go through the public school district here so um, we were we as as myself the executive director and the board of directors we're discussing last summer some fundraising options in the coming two to three years. And one of the things that we came up with that we would like to try was to have a golf tournament. So our scramble for students was born. And, um, and we, we talked with Missoula Country Club and they had an opening on September 18th this year. So we decided to grab it and just run with it. And uh, we're so excited to share MEF with a completely new group of people um, 
and uh, raise money for our for our great school district while everyone gets to really enjoy their day out at Missoula Country Club. Now, I know we have a lot of people listening to this that are uh, avid golfers, love love golf, and also a lot of people that are probably already involved mm-hmm. with the Country Club, familiar with the Country Club as well. But give people some details mm-hmm. just about the event. How do, you, how do you sign up? How do you get involved? What are some of the, uh, the ins and outs of this specific scramble? Sure. We have our sign-up sheet. Our registration form is on our website at MissoulaEdFoundation.org. Um, we also have a link to that page on Facebook through our Facebook page. Um, anyone can be involved. Um, we certainly would welcome volunteer help if anybody would like to volunteer. Um, we are also accepting sponsorships for whole sponsors on the course and T-Box sponsors. So if anybody is interested in promoting their business, they can actually have a couple of people at each hole, maybe handing out some swag to the golfers as they go by and promoting a little bit of what they do around town. And we can all work together to ensure that we have a wonderful event and that we can provide some other great funding opportunities for the school district. Susan Tower joining us. She's the executive director of the Missoula Education Foundation. And Susan, what are some of the things that that you're going to have out there for people who are participating in this thing in terms of, I don't know whether it's prizes, foods and drinks and that kind of thing, what's going to be out there on the 18th? We're going to have breakfast. We will have lunch for everybody. Um, We have a drink cart that is sponsored. Um, We will also have swag bags for each golfer. There will be whole prizes. We have a raffle uh, for big gift baskets at the end of the day. And uh, I think we might have a couple other surprises. Oh, okay. Cliffhanger with us here, Susan. I like this here. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is, I'll tell you what, it's it's, uh, an, an unbelievably great organization, the Missoula Education Foundation and the work that they do. And, and, uh, you know, I think people, if you, if you have students, if you're involved in schools and the public schools, I think a lot of people are aware of this. And then there's a lot of people who just don't have, you know, a whole lot of connection to it and think that, well, you know, the taxpayer dollars, they do what they do and then you have it. But it doesn't really it doesn't really close the full gap on a lot of those things. So this is a, a, an exactly. outstanding and important organization uh, to participate in and a great way to do it uh, on the 18th of September. Again, people can go online to the Missoula Ed, uh, Missoula Ed Foundation.org, Missoula Ed Foundation.org to find out all the particulars uh, to sign up for this. What's the cost of this, Susan? Uh, cost for a team of four, which includes a golf cart rental, is um, $600. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, very reasonable. You talk about $150 a person. You get out there, you're doing some mm-hmm. good good in the community and uh, and playing a beautiful course and uh, and have a little competition as well, maybe some sodas, breakfast and lunch. I mean, this is a great day breakfast out there. Breakfast and lunch, I yes. mean, that's, a, that's yes. a win all the way around. Hey, Susan, thank you so much so. for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it, too. Absolutely. Susan Power, Executive Director of the Missoula Education Foundation. Quick break, hour one of the books, hour number two, NBA. Where are we at right now? Game's ongoing. Houston up 15-11 early over OKC. And questions about college football as a whole all coming up. Hour number two next.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 